Good morning. It's Friday, November 18th. I had some coffee, none, uh, no caffeine, caffeine free, because I'm not a big caffeine guy. And uh, speaking of drinks, has anyone heard FIFA uh, and Qatar? The, Qatar just announced they will not be selling alcohol at the World Cup starting Sunday. Yeah, the World Cup starts Sunday. Um, and Qatar, who, if you haven't seen it, Johnny Harris on, on YouTube, who's an investigative reporter, I kind of say, I mean, everything Johnny Harris reports on is dramatic, uh, overly dramatic on YouTube. Um, I think his videos are fantastic. They, they're thought-provoking. Um, what comes out of it? I don't know. I mean, you know, he's got a, he's got a great uh, team of editors, great team of researchers, but just Google Johnny Harris and look up his most recent video on how Qatar won the World Cup, um, the bidding for the World Cup, I should say, and how much money they spent. And now 48 hours before the start of the World Cup, they announced, we're not going to sell alcohol. Well, remember the major, major sponsors are Budweiser and uh, the beer companies. So it'll be interesting to see. But if the English fans and the European fans and most likely a lot of the people that go there, um, they're going to be pissed. I, I, I have a personal Qatar story in that I met the Prince of Economic Development uh, in Kansas City last year at a uh, CONCACAF Gold Cup um, event. And uh, I, I told him, I said, you guys are BSing. There is no way you have an outdoor stadium in a desert that can maintain a 73 degree temperature. And he's like, we engineered it. It's perfect. You're welcome to come over. Never heard from him again. But uh, yeah, I was up in his box. But uh, Qatar banning beer at the alcohol, uh, at, uh, beer at, at the World Cup, uh, FIFA, what will they do about it? We'll see what happens, but it's, it's just, you know, it's whatever. Uh, Twitter is a mess. Uh, Elon posted a internal news memo or something saying, hey, shit or get off the pot to all of his employees. A lot of people didn't like it. They're leaving. AOC is tweeting her support for, uh, for the workers. Uh, and Elon saying, thank you for tweeting your support for the workers. We appreciate you using the platform. Uh, he closed the offices, denied badge access to everybody until Monday. Uh, sounds like they are afraid of people actually sabotaging. So it's just a mess. Um, what does that do for Tesla stock? Who knows? I mean, let's, let's look at Tesla stock. I'm on uh, YouTube Live. Um, and before I forget, just so everybody knows, it's the last day for the Black Friday sale uh, for TrendSpider. So if you're interested, the link is, is below. Uh, it's in my link tree. Go and do it. You can get access to my algorithm. I've helped a bunch of people um, get it. But uh, yeah, so far they're liking it. So far people say, yeah, it, it works well. Um, but let's look at Twitter. I mean, Twitter just has no confirmation. Look at it. It's below that nine day. It's within the Bollinger Bands. The Bollinger Bands are kind of syncing up. You're in it with the algorithm. The algorithm has you a buy here at 195. You're trading at 183. Uh, Pre-market, it, it's at 185. Um, as far as recent volume levels, you can see the, the 188 to 193 has a pretty decent volume level. 
nothing crazy. Um, but if we bring the volume level back to the times where it was trading in this range, and I'm going to try and do this. Now, we got to go back to a daily. Uh, I can't even get back to the days when it was in this range. So you've made a complete round trip, by the way, all the way back um, to September 2021 on this stock. Uh, I want to say June. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, about June, May, June of 2021. Um, you just don't have volume levels there. If you go back to the most recent um, uh, gap that hasn't been filled that we've been talking about <clears throat> back here between 135 and 145, you still don't have any real volume support below this. Doesn't mean that it won't go down there. It's going to build some, some additional volume. But if we were looking to a magnet um, and we were looking at my algorithm, remember the algorithm has a, a gap up here at about 220 or so. Um, and we'll look at it. But there, you've got a volume shelf right about there too. So I think people are, are holding on for, to this one. I don't think there's a lot of sales. I think Elon is the major seller of this um but you know him running twitter doesn't do tesla stock any good see that gap up there between 258 and 262 that's the gap i was talking about not at 220 but down here at about 248 you've covered that gap on the way down but yeah it's got this gap to cover on the way up but it's above the 200 day you know it it gets it gets the further downside you get the less likely it is to come back anytime soon. So there's your news update. Uh, let's go to, oh, by the way, with FIFA, DraftKings is an interesting play um, because this one has been on a run. The algorithm has you in at 1471. You're trading at 1491. In pre-market, you're up 3% to 1547. Now, it, it is clear Here's, what, here's what's clear. You're using this 200-day as a resistance level. Again, you're at 1547. The 200-day looks like it's about 1530, so you're just above that. If we were to close above the 200-day, um, I, I think you're ready to get, get taken off. And, and look at the last time we went above the 200-day and we closed the 200-day. You went from about $15 all the way up to $21. So, and, and you stayed there and then you use the, the 200 day as a support level. You're in the NFL season. You got the World Cup, the largest thing coming up. Um, I, I think you've got an opportunity here in DraftKings. But when we go over here, uh, the problem with DraftKings is they're not making money. So if you want a stock that's actually making money, uh, let's look at Sand. Um, uh, or, yeah, I think. Uh, Sands Casino, Las Vegas Sands, there it is. LVS, um, they're not making money. I think they're losing money, but they're up 17% year to date. It's a great company. Uh, Penn National, uh, Penn Entertainment, uh, this is one that is making money. They're down 29% year to date. They've got a double bottom here at about 26, 36. Um, if you want to go to MGM, you can look at MGM. I mean, all of these casinos, if you're looking at casinos, just DraftKings is the one that I chose. I think they're growing the most, but it's the cost of each customer. It's about, I think, $1,500, $2,000 that they actually spend to bring somebody new on the platform. 
Now, if you get a degenerate like you guys on the platform, DraftKings is going to make a lot of money. So, uh, but I, I do think the DraftKings, I, I sit and hold, and I hold at a $41 price point. Remember, I'm not perfect. Uh, I've ridden this one all the way down. I shouldn't have, but I wrote it all the way down. I'm still holding. It's a long term. I may get out of it so that 30 days later I can get back into it because I do believe in this platform. Uh, if you haven't used uh, any of the online gambling tools to gamble on football, uh, it's unbelievable. It really is good. They suck you in. I do five $10 bets. I don't do anything crazy, but I, I, I really, really do like it. Um, Boyle. Boyle is one. It's under 40 again. And I was mentioning yesterday to somebody, hey, under 40, buy it all day long. Over 40, you should probably sell it. The algorithm has us buy in at 42.23. Let's go over to Active Trader Pro and we will look at Boyle here. I think you're at 38. Yeah, 38.52 is where you're at. Um, <clears throat> it's got no confirmation right now. The, the, the current stick is just, it's out of control because, um, you know, it usually is when I log in and change things. But uh, Boyle right now is at 38.42. It's Friday. I don't know that you necessarily buy and hold this one, but if you're day trading, Boyle is one that you could absolutely day trade. Uh, in the opposite, KOLD. This one is up in pre-market. So you can trade these against each other. Uh, the volumes are there. The volumes are big. 90-day volume on KOLD is 11 million shares. 10-day volume is 9.5 million shares. So you're at 1687 on KOLD. You closed at 1546. Uh, but the buy-in is at Boyle at 42. KOLD, let's see if you have a buy-in on the algorithm here. Um, you got out with a 16% loss on KOLD. But, it, you know, look, KOLD is going to use that 200-day. It's going to be brought back up to that 200-day. Um, the, the, the nine, everything's kind of crossing up. It's just messy day trade this one, but again, it's Friday, uh, <clears throat> news alert. Jim Cramer is railing on crypto. We're bullish. Jim Cramer said, let's let, let me quote him specifically. Uh, I put it on my, uh, on my profile. Um, Jim Cramer says, um, digital finance people keep saying, uh, who keep saying we are safe in crypto, here's an idea. Stop lying. Somebody should tell Jim Cramer to stop lying. Uh, the guy manipulated markets as a hedge fund manager. The guy's just a douche. Um, but we are bullish on crypto. What does that mean? That means GBTC, um, the Greystone uh, fund. You don't have a cross up here, but you're damn close. Again, it's Friday. I wouldn't buy into this one. You're, you're, you know, you don't know a lot of these, if you want to buy crypto, buy the coins, buy them on a place like Coinbase, which is regulated. You won't lose your money. Um, Coinbase will be regulated. I would say hold it in cold storage, but I think you're better off just, you know, kind of trading the coins, if you will. Uh, but Bitcoin, we're bullish on this one. Uh, Ethereum, E-T-H-E. Uh, that is one that I own too up 2% in the pre-market. None of these have a great chart that tells me, oh my God, they're ready to take off. And with all of the shit that's happening with FTX, it's a little dangerous. But with Jim Cramer tweeting that he wants people to stop lying and he's bearish on crypto, we're bullish. That's all that means. 
Um, let's see. Uh, somebody, I think it was, uh, God, somebody on Instagram. Um, I think it was Corey. I think it's Corey on Instagram. Uh, asked me to go over China. And specifically, I, he owns the FXI. Well, uh, why, am it, why is it doing FXO? I just can't type. FXI is uh, large cap China. It's an ETF. It's been going good, well, really well. I mean, you had a buy-in here at 21. You're up at 26. You got gaps all over the place. Here's my thoughts on China. I hold BABA. Um, I think the U.S., uh, it is clear that the U.S. is probably heading towards a recession. How deep a recession? Don't know. Have no idea. Um, but the reality of, of, of China is it has been beaten down. They, their COVID policy has been closing cities the like of the size of Texas uh, have been shut down. I don't know that that necessarily stops. But from a long-term perspective, I think, in my particular opinion, the reason I still hold BABA and the reason I would still buy BABA is because I do think that at some point in time, these guys open up. And when they open up, you're going to start to see a fairly big boom on these stocks. If the U.S. goes into a recession, guess where we're going to get cheap shit from? China. And, and you're going to start to see that boom of, of, of cheap labor, cheap products start to come back. Right now, you've got a fairly good trade war with tariffs and things of that sort. I think you'll start to see uh, the, the two countries work a little bit better. Um, Biden even had his first face-to-face with Xi. Um, they said, hey, there is no threat to Taiwan directly. Um, we don't want any conflict. We will compete against each other, but there is no direct conflict between our countries right now. So your, your FXI, your BABA, um, your KWEB, which is another uh, ETF. This is the largest Chinese uh, ETF. It just looks like FXI. It's the same kind of thing. Just huge, huge gaps and, and jumps. Pretty messy. Um, you look at JD, JD.com. Uh, this is similar to an Amazon kind of situation, I think, similar to Google. Um, but you've got it way up here above the 200-day of 5752. Uh, it, it has moved tremendously. Pinduoduo, which is uh, you know, another big Chinese company, uh, same thing. you you got to buy here at 54. You're at $70 right now. Their earnings are coming up on November 28th. I don't know that I'd necessarily get into this one. But if they announce their earnings are up and, and, and China's opening up, this one's going to take off. So if you're young enough, I don't think that you throw you know, 100% of your portfolio in here because just as much as Pinduoduo is at 70, it very well could come back to the 40s like it was here back in August. Um, you know, August wasn't that far away from here. Uh, it's not like China has changed a lot. All that needs to happen is for the Chinese government to say, you know, we don't like Pinduoduo. They did something against us. And boom, it's not like America. These guys can completely interfere in company operations. And then you're left holding the bag. So if you don't want single company exposure, buy KWeb, buy FXI. But I do think you have an opportunity there to sit and wait 
and just enjoy. I mean, look at the the, the last few. Look at uh, in Pindo Duo, May, $41.73. Got out with a 35% gain. Uh, here in August, get in at 48. You get out at about 70, 40% gain. Um, here, 54.31. You, you know, here in, in November, you, you could get out with a 40% gain. So I, you know, you've had this run. I, I think Pindo Duo in particular, by the way, you lose 60% with the algorithm. You lose 50% uh, with buying and holding. Uh, your average, you, you win, you have 33%, 33 positions, you win 24% of the time. But those 24% that you win, it's an average of 16% that you've gained. Your average loss, though, is 7%. So maybe have a stop loss for 5%. And then you can try and get back in. If you guys signed up for Trend Spider, maybe put in a 5% loss when you buy it um, rather than waiting for the average uh, of 7% down and you just kind of you know put in the sale. So I do think that there's opportunities in China. It's not hands-off like it has been. Um, so I hope that makes sense. Uh, Christopher from Australia, who lived in Brisbane, by the way, um, now lives in Melbourne. Uh, C-A-L-X, Calix. I don't even know what this company does. I'm going to have to look it up. Um, he's been in this one. He's made quite a bit of money. Uh, and he's done well. Mm, I see the button hook. Remember, the algorithm has you out at about 68. You're trading at 65. And it's the RSI is in no man's land. The MACD is kind of right on the oscillator there. Let's see what these guys do. CLA, Calix, is it oil? Uh, technology, software. Uh, wow, it's expensive. PE is 92. The forward PE is 54. There is no um, dividend to speak of, but they are only down 18%, which isn't bad compared to the S&P. Uh, April, initi Rosenblatt initiated coverage. $60 price target. You've blown past that. You're at 65. So the analysts mean nothing and they're just not covering it enough. Um, Calix, together with its subsidiary cloud and software platforms. Wow, a cloud company that's only 17% down. That's not bad at all. Um, it looks positive. I, I would tell you that the PE looks a little bit difficult to justify. Um, their earnings per share this year is expected to go up 550%. That's why you're seeing that explosive growth uh, because you're in the fourth quarter. And the, again, they're expected to be 550%. So they've grown it. The problem with earnings per share next year is only expected to go up 15%. Earnings per share for the next five years, only expected 20%. Um, earnings per share past five years, 52%. So they're expecting some pretty heavy growth. I would say if you've made money on this one, I might take some off the table unless for some reason you have some, some other knowledge. Because again, remember, my goal here is to, to look at the technicals on the chart, which don't necessarily tell us a long-term story in this market. Um, this market is, you know, the, the, the charts will tell you a specific on a short term but I think for the long term, if we're heading into a recession, cloud spending gets pulled back. Is Calix one of those that, that maybe that, you know, their, their, their folks start to pull it back? You can see 
35 cents per share right here in October. Then it goes down to 26. Then it goes to 22. It stays at 22. And then boom, last quarter you have 34. So maybe the next quarter is a big quarter as well. And then maybe in the summer uh, you kind of shrink down. Let's see. It's a newer company. Um, well, I don't think it's, no, I'm sorry, 200 day is. You can see all the way up until uh, December of 2021, it was well above the 200 day. You've come back to well above the 200 day. So as far as a growth company, I, I think you've nailed it on this one from a long-term perspective. You haven't even touched the, the 50 day. Um, you went below the 50 day in February, and then you crossed above the 50 day in August on the weekly. Uh, you still have confirmation on the weekly. I don't want to say that it's over and done with, but you are close to the 52-week highs. Your 19%, your 52-week high is $80.95. So I, I think you still have some room to run. I would just be careful though, Chris. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I'd, I'd be a little bit careful with this one. It's run, but who knows? This could be your apple. So I, I think it's more of a personal decision. I c commend you because... It's a great one um, to look at and, and to see. Uh, Zephan wanted me to look at Google, and he wishes he would have bought more Google at 83. Uh, I think everybody wishes they would have bought more Google at 83. It's at 98 right now. I own GOOGL, which is at 90, $98 down, slightly in pre-market. Uh, you're getting that button hook. Uh, if it's a long-term hold, keep holding it. Because here, I'll go to the, let's go to the weekly to look at long-term. Um, you're just right about the 200-day on long-term. The last time this one touched the 200-day was COVID. And, and then look at what it did afterwards. So I tend to think that, that we are in a quote-unquote COVID-style recession. Uh, if you believe that we will quickly get out of it, that's what COVID was. Make no mistake, when, when the government shut the world down, uh, this was a recession. It just so happened that we spent our way out of that recession by providing tons of money. This recession is going to be a little bit different. This recession probably will be slightly longer, but I still do think that you're, you're growing on this trajectory where it's out above the 200-day. And the 200 days for, the, uh, for Google, G-O-O-G, it's right about 94 on the weekly chart. Look at how low that RSI is. Look at how low that MACD is. You're going to cross up. I think from a long-term perspective, I like this one. From a short-term perspective, I think you're getting that button hook. So you have to decide, okay, is this a long-term play or is this a short-term play? See that button hook right there? You're starting. I have been wrong before on these button hooks, though. So I, I, I at least hold through the weekend. There's no reason to sell it today. Uh, there's nothing that tells me, hey, we've got to get out of this one. Uh, I wanted to bring up my own personal uh, sad story, but happy story for anybody that followed along um, or got in. American Eagle Outfitters, who wear, you know, only douchebags wear their clothes, who uh, overperfume and wear uh, large fake Rolex watches. Um, this had a buy-in on October 18th at $10.26. You've gapped your way way up here. In pre-market, it is up 5% at $13.20. I guess the market is open now. Actually, right now, it's not, not even pre-market. But you've gapped up here. $13.19 is where you're trading. Crazy, crazy good trade. 
what, 30% almost. Um, the MACD is crossing up again at, on this one, and the RSI is at 66. Earnings are coming out next week, November 21st. Uh, I don't know why in the world anyone would announce the week of Thanksgiving because the market will be dead. Absolutely freaking dead. I don't understand why you do it. But American Eagle Outfitters, they're fighting the trend. They're, over, they're, they're, they're spraying themselves with Axe body spray and saying, F you guys. <laughs> F, the, F, F the world. I don't care if anybody you know, with allergies is sneezing. I'm bathing in Axe body spray right now. And that's what American Eagle Outfitters is. So, you know, I, I again, I, 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 I hold this stock. I hold it at about $20. This was Jim Cramer. Um, during the supply chain days, they have contracts with cotton companies. These guys are going up. What, and that was like on a Thursday or a Friday. Uh, and I remember thinking, you know, I, I think it was a Thursday. Eh, let me put five, 10 grand into this one. Well, I'm down like 60% on this one. Um, yeah, I bathed in Axe body spray and, and, and took the brunt for it. Brent wants me to explain SOXS. So here's what SOXS is. This is the semiconductor. Uh, if you've lost money in SOXS, uh, it is because you just haven't read the charts or the tea leaves. Uh, the semiconductor space has been beaten beyond belief. Uh, and, and you look at this chart, it had in the algorithm, even though you got a buy in here at 67.17, you could see the RSI was kind of in no man's land. The, 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 uh, the MACD was kind of crossing up, but it was under the oscillator probably would have given some bullish sentiment, but two, two candles later, it gets you out with a 12% loss. And hopefully you got out because there was no, no future in this one whatsoever. It gapped down. You're down at 34.39 right now. The RSI is at 32. I think, I think this could be the time to get into this one. It's Friday. Do not buy this. Here's the thing you have to know about these three-time bear, bear or bull um, ETFs. They are levered using options. These are not something you play with. These are not something you buy and hold until forever. You, you get a profit in this one, you absolutely take your profit. You can day trade this one. You can swing trade. My personal belief is if you've been in it more than a week, you probably should just take your, take your profits and get out. In this market, these things turn quickly. Uh, your average win is 20% in my algorithm. Your average win, you've got to pick the winners. Uh, in this particular my personal thinking is if it's under the 200-day, um, you can buy it. Under the 200-day, you can buy it. Now, it doesn't always jive because, look, uh, if we bring this one back here, I guess that's I'm only going back to September um, of 2021. But if you look at the algorithm here, if you would have bought here you know, under the 200-day, you would have lost. If you bought here under the 200-day, you would have lost. It doesn't always work, but the closer you are to the 200-day, the more likely you're going over the 200-day. Um, and that's been a fairly good trend to have in SOXL. XOS, oh, I'm sorry, SOXS. SOXL is the long version. Remember, SOXS is if the semiconductors like Qualcomm, AMD, Intel, NVIDIA, 
uh, if they are going down, micron, they're all semiconductors. If they are going down, then SOXS will go up. If, if all of those companies are going up, then SOXL is your play. But it's triple levered. This is going to move fast. And so you want to make sure that, that you're either in it or out of it very quickly. If you're in it, you got to make sure you watch the charts and you look at it because when you're winning one day and you're up 30%, you could easily lose that entire 30% the next day because they're triple levered. Any kind of news that comes out, these things move uh, and they are decaying assets. So you don't want to hold on to them like you're investing in them. Uh, right now, SOXL has a pretty good um, run going. The uh, algorithm had you buy in at 927. There was a $7.27 buy here on October uh, 19th. It got you out with a 19% gain. I wouldn't have gotten out. You had that, that little, I probably would have gotten out here. And honest to God, when this next one came up at 927 on October, on November 8th, buy in and boom, you shot up. That was a great trade. Um, you had this break up on, and remember, if you were on YouTube Live um, back a couple of days ago, I set this alert on TrendSpider. Uh, hey, when it breaks through, it didn't close above there. So I think you're using this 200-day as a resistance level right now. Uh, SOXL is trading at 1263. I don't think you get up there. I wouldn't buy either one of these. It's Friday. But hopefully that makes sense, Brent. You just want to make sure that you're, 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 you're looking at these things. I don't think you hold these more than a couple of days unless you have absolute confirmation on these, these, um, these, these candles. Like, look at those candles right there. Just from earlier this week, they're outside the top of the Bollinger Band. You absolutely have confirmation there that it's going somewhere and it's going up. But outside of that, once you get towards this nine day and you get below it, Look at taking profits because you can always buy back in. So that's my guidance for that one. Mike wants me to look at Ford. Ford was running in the pre-market. What's it up? Does it have a red? It's got a red candle. I think the markets, let's see, the markets right now, the NASDAQ is up 0.35, Dow's up 0.5, and the S&P's up 0.5. The VIX is down 1.8%. It's down at 23. Let's look at Ford. Ford has been a hype rally. Um, you got a buy-in here on October 4th. It gapped kind of down up. I mean, there's just, it's messy. Uh, there's a gap here between 1340 and 1353 that hasn't been filled. Um, you are up at 1398. It's a Friday. Don't buy it. Um, I would say, you know, look, look see that button hook right there. I think you're more likely looking at uh, it going back down and filling this at 13 than you are uh, it closing um, above 15. I mean, 15's way up here. You know, it could get into the 14s today, but who knows what the market is. It's Friday. Don't buy into it. Uh, energy is down. But I want to show you at the, uh, the index. XLE is the, uh, the sector spider. Um, and, and you can clearly see, remember I talk about the button hook. Well, 7202 on September 30th was the buy-in. And on one of these sector spiders, when it goes from 72 to 90, you gotta have some, some pullback. And so you're seeing today, 
there's that pullback. And when we look at the MACD, it's already crossed under. So see how it's crossed under, kind of got back there, crossed under, crossed under. The algorithm doesn't get you out because of the moving averages. The moving averages are still moving in a positive direction. Once there's a crossover, you'll see my algorithm get you out. It's close to getting you out, which again means that you're looking at this volume shelf. Let's pull this back to June. We hit highs in June, and we're at those highs that we were in in June. So where are most people holding? Most people are holding at the 82 level. You're at $90 right now. There's going to be a magnet that probably brings this down towards 82. What can change that? A catalyst. Remember, December 5th is the, uh, the EU uh, embargo and, and sanctions against uh, Russian oil. If we go into some type of, if Europe says, hey, we're going to go into peace talks with Russia. We're heading into a winter. We want peace talks. You could see this pull back to the 82 level um, because, you know, Europe is in a energy crisis. I mean, make no mistake about it. They are in an energy crisis. So I think you're looking at energy. So if we look at energy, um, let's look at some of my holdings. Devin, uh, you're going to see the same kind of chart on this one. See, there's a button hook right here. It, it got you back in at 72. It's at 67 right now. Probably will get you out. There's a gap here that hasn't been covered between 62 and 61. I'm still holding this one. You have a dividend X date coming up on December 9th. I'm just holding it. I mean, I think these, these volume shelves up here between uh, 68 and 73, at some point you're getting back there. You know, can I time it and get in and out of this one? Absolutely. But here's what you have to know. The algorithm makes you 26% over 1,000 candles. That's a lot of work over 1,000 candles because it's 28 positions. You win 36% of the time. Your average win is 14. I still think that 65 is probably, 65 is your uh, 200 day right here. Six, remember how I said, I, I think I've been saying for months, 60 is your buy-in below 60, um, sell over 60. I think this has moved to 65 because of that 200 day. So anything below 65, I think you get in. Anything above 65, if you want, sell. Personally, I'm holding on just because I think energy is still pretty safe. Um, I like Devon. Oxy is the other one that I own. This is Warren Buffett's favorite one. I think this one's similar. Right here at 65, look at the 200 day. Think anything under 65, you buy in. Anything over 65, you get out. Um, this one got you, you'd be out as far as the algorithm goes right now. Got you in at 63 here. Two candles later, you get out with a 3% loss. Um, the last one that you had, 61 was the buy-in, and you got out with a 13% gain. So you do have uh, December 9th, you also have the ex-dividend date being paid. Um, Viper Energy is one with a crazy, crazy-ass dividend. Um, this is one you'd be out. Uh, you've got a gap down here between 29 and 28. You're trading at 31. I think you go back down there. So I do think that energy is moving negative just because it's been sold. It's made so many gains. Let's look at big energy players. CVX, personally don't own it. Um, but you look at this, this kind of, you know, button hook up here. 
This has been a crazy good trade, and you're still in this one. 148 was the buy-in on October 3rd. You're at 180. For a Dow component to move that, holy crap. I don't think you're coming down here to this gap, but you could. You just never know. Energy could, you know, oil companies. The United States may say, hey, we're going to open up drilling to everybody. Boom, this one crashes. That's just it. XOM, same kind of thing. You're going to see this button hook up there. Uh, and it doesn't have you out. But this has been a great trade too. $88 and you're at 110 The 52-week high I think was like 114 up in this area, close to 115 So you're not too far off there, but the button hook's happening. I think you're, you're seeing a clear shelf around $96 here. Um, the 102 has a good shelf. Um, the, the, even the 110 is kind of building a shelf up there too. So I, I think energy has had its run. If you want to get out, I think you get out. Uh, Exxon in particular, you've had your ex-dividend date. You really just don't have any kind of catalyst that's uh, moving on on that one. So uh, let's talk about scans. VRTX. I had this in my list. It's a um, biopharmaceutical company. It is an ARC uh, hold. We had a buy-in here at 30997 now, what you have to know is this has been using the 200-day as its support level. The 200-day is at 293. I don't think the 309 is a crazy price to pay for this one. It's Vertex Pharmaceuticals, um, uh, VRTX. Uh, when we go over to Finviz, the PE is 24, so it's expensive. This is up year-to-date 41%. It is only 1% below its 52-week high of 318. So if you're buying in on this cross-up, you're buying in at strength. It does have the ascending triangle, by the way. This is a part of TrendSpider's new uh, automatically putting in uh, some new chart patterns, uh, meaning that, you know, hey, it's, it's a still a bullish run. As long as you stay above this bullish run, you should be able to see you're, you're kind of in that top and the triangle is going to move so that it, it it kind of cinches up. But if you break above this one, you can expect it to go more towards 52-week highs. It's a good, good stock. It's just expensive. Uh, another one in the space might be UNH. We talk about UNH all the time. Anything below 500 on this one, I think you buy it all day long. Uh, it's got It's super, super expensive. It's come down to 521. It doesn't have a buy. You're close to crossing up again. Uh, see that cross up? And you're coming up on the ex-dividend date. Uh, they already had their earnings. Their next earnings are on January 17th. So you're not looking for anything anytime soon. You can see it trades within a range. Uh, it's got a decent dividend. Nothing uh, too exciting. 1.28. It's up 2.62. Healthcare safe. If you think we're going into a, uh, a recession, this type of healthcare is a safety. So uh, I think I've given you enough. It's a Friday. Let me look at uh, YouTube a little bit. Um, do I like TLT? Lawrence asks, TLT. You know, this is the 20-year treasury. Look at the chart. I mean, the chart just looks horrible. Um, 
your average win on my algorithm is 1.19. I think there's a better place to put your money. Uh, TLT to me, even let's go to the, the weekly. I mean, I think I've looked at this one in the past. Has it been a place to really put your money? Even with rising rates, just hasn't. It's, it's nothing that I say, you know, it, it, it's super, super boring. I think people, you know, will, will rush to this one thinking that it's good. But look at that chart. It, there's nothing in this chart that tells me, hey, I want to buy this for the long term. It's probably going to get pushed up towards this 200 day at 139. Um, but do you want to take that chance? Because I, I could have said, hey, here at, uh, you know, um, down here at, at 118. So it's going to get pushed up to that 200 day. Uh, you know, I, there's better places for your money, in my opinion. Uh, if you're going to look at TLT, I would probably just look at VOO. Just put it in the Vanguard S&P. Look at those two charts. Uh, let's go to a weekly. Look at this chart versus the TLT. Why would I tell you to go into, um, you know, TLT versus this one's been beaten down? And could you go down to this 200 day again at 335? Oh, yeah. You know, you hear people talk about 3,000. That's why you're hearing people talk about 3,000. There's still this gap um, down there. So I, I'd rather see you in there. TBT. Let's see what TBT is. Uh, this is Lehman's. You're seeing some good movement on that one. Yeah, let's look at the weekly on this one. I just, I'm just not super, I mean, you know, this is ultra short Lehman. This is short the TLT. Been doing better. I mean, you know, it definitely looks like it's uh, over, overbought right now. Um, you've got that, that kind of, even on the weekly, you got that button hook and you're kind of out and you're showing some weakness, but eh. again, remember my comfort level is in tech. It's in growth. Bonds have been boring to me. Um, fixed income. You've been losing money. I don't know too much about them. People have tried to steer me in there, but I haven't done much. Okay. Podcast is done. I'll hang out a little bit more on YouTube. Thanks you guys. Have a good weekend. Next week, I am driving one day. I don't know which. So sign up for the socials. I'll post it on Twitter. I'll post a short on YouTube. So you have your alerts on YouTube. It's just easier. And if you get the alerts, it's no big deal. I mean, you just swipe past it. Um, but have the alerts on YouTube so you know when I post a short. Uh, Instagram, I'll post it up there as well. So you got plenty of places to look. Join the Facebook um, uh, private group. I'll try and post it in there as well. Uh, and if, if, by the way, if I post it, uh, and you see it, just repost it in private Facebook group for me. Come on guys. It's a heavy lift for me to post it. I, I, I need some help. These shoulders are hurting. <laughs> Take care. You guys have a good weekend.